This is the Business Owner Challenge with Brady Marlowe of Execso. As a business owner, you have unique financial challenges, especially when it comes to transitioning your company either internally or externally. In this podcast, we address income planning for complex situations, leadership and ownership transitions, succession planning, exit strategies, generational wealth, and more. And now with a combined three decades of experience as both business owners and financial planners, here are your hosts, certified exit planner Brady Marlowe and credited estate planner Rob Wellendorf to help you navigate those challenging financial and emotional decisions. Welcome to the Business Owner Challenge, and thank you to all of our listeners for taking some time out of your day to challenge yourself and be a part of our practice. Uh, I'm Brady Marlowe, and with me, of course, is my co-host, Rob Wallendorf. Hello, Rob. Hello. Good to be back in studio with you, Brady. I was thinking about puzzles, and uh, our practice is a mix of different puzzles. Uh, if you think about a traditional puzzle, we, you frame out the edges, uh, maybe group the pieces into different colors, and then you work in from there. Or a Rubik's Cube, you get one side done, then you work to the next side. And as I think about uh, properly staging a business, uh, both from the perspective of what the business owner needs for their family, their employees, their community, once we've done all that groundwork, there's one last side, uh, which is an important side. How do we actually exit from this business? How do we get paid? How do we write off into our next chapter? So we're going to reference at least one case today, uh, one we're working on now, and we're gonna rewind though and think back to finding suitors for that business, uh, some of the things that we're going through the owner's mind at that time. Uh, what was the fact pattern of this case? And sorry to cut you off. We save things for the mic, so I'm not sure exactly what Rob's going to say. But they say on podcast, "Hey, save it for the save it for the mic." So here we go. Shoot me the fact pattern, and uh, I think we're winding about a year. It, absolutely, uh, yeah. The fact pattern was uh, 100% owned uh, by an individual uh, operating as an S corporation, the entity and uh, in the neighborhood of about four to four and a half million of revenue, uh, pushing about 500,000 uh, of net income uh, through into the bottom line. So uh, that just gives you a, a general profile, running about 50 employees. And uh, the owner had really uh, done an amazing job, in our opinion, of uh, preparing the leadership team to run the business uh, at a time when she would not be around. Uh, and uh, very strategically, she had tested this multiple times over the last uh, couple of years where she would just go away or disappear. And I'm smiling as I say that, uh, but, but have that leadership team running all aspects of the business for extended periods of time, uh, even to the tune of four to five months at a time. Uh, that is uh, clearly and obviously a readiness test. Uh, I know on a previous uh, podcast, uh, we, we talked about the business owner that was getting away from the business for say a, a month. You know, when was the last time you were away for a month? Tell me what you did. And the majority of the business owners say, I cannot be away that long. 
that's just too long. I, I couldn't be away that long. Uh, and they think it's a, a crazy question. Well, in this case, being away from the business for four months and coming back and, and not missing a beat, I think was an important part of staging for this transition. We talked to somebody this morning. Um, he said he maybe gets two days off and his family tells him how great their vacations are. So often the business owner struggles to find that extended time away. If I could add here just a, a generality, because I've heard this over the years, the owner says, uh, so should I engage a business broker, for example, or um, how about a, a mergers and acquisitions firm? Uh, and those are you know, the two most common that we hear is business broker or M&A firm. And I, I just wanna be cautious here there's really not a line that can be drawn to say, you know, if your size is uh, X plus, uh, you should immediately uh, look at M&A firms. And if your uh, uh, business is X or, or, or less than that, then automatically default to a business broker. What I would suggest, uh, and certainly we're accessible as, as folks have been reaching out to us, uh, just allow us to guide you on that. There's no hard and fast rule related to, to which way to go. So how do we start evaluating who can buy this business? Gosh, how do we invite them and in understand if they would be a good potential buyer? What's that process look like? Perfect. And I'll reference this case, which looks very similar to many others that we've worked on. Uh, in our process, from, from initial to uh, moving towards this exit time, I'll call it, and we spoke earlier about emotional and financial readiness. The financial readiness, uh, we, 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 uh, we hire an outside independent consultant to provide to our clients what we call a range of value. And I have talked or, or spoken to that a few times before, uh, as you're Moving towards exit readiness, uh, it certainly makes sense for the uh, owner to take that range of value and really move it to uh, a more of a valuation. I think it's a, a tremendous sanity check to have a independent third party who's certified in the space to uh, appear in and review what they need to review and provide us, the owner and, and, and counsel, uh, a, a real, idea, what's this business worth? And everyone will fall back to, uh, you know, a willing seller and a willing buyer reach the agreement, that's what it's worth. Well, sure, I get that. Uh, uh, but we want to know with more certainty, you know, what, what type of strike price, in a sense, will this business capture, generally speaking? And then you need to evaluate uh, and in this example, we're talking about staging for an external sale, a third party suitor, uh, and then you make adjustments based on a strategic buyer, uh, for example. Yes, I think it's great to have that anchor because we will make adjustments and some of those are emotional adjustments, financial adjustments, uh, how that money's gonna come in and we might become a little bit far from the target that we started at. So it's good to, I think, have that anchor as we do make those adjustments. So thinking about the deal structure, uh, those adjustments, what are some considerations, uh, you know, how, how we receive that, that actual payment from, from the buyer? 
Sure. Uh, Somewhat of a, a tenant that I follow is uh, the first money is not always the best money. Uh, and what I mean by that is when your business is, is properly positioned, uh, when it indeed has value, and we've, uh, we've been able to validate that with an independent third party through that valuation process, then we really believe that there is certainly more than one, perhaps several, interested parties out there that would be uh, candidates for uh, buying this business. So again, the first offer, if you will, uh, which of course comes across with uh, the NDA, uh, the non-disclosure agreement, sharing information, and ultimately the uh, letter of of intent to purchase. Uh, The first one, again, doesn't always mean that that's going to be the best one. And when you reference deal structure, uh, I've seen uh, owners get pretty big eyes on uh, numbers that they didn't really expect or anticipate. However, when you peel back the deal structure, uh, we're evaluating one right now where the uh, offer is uh, 23 million. However, only 16 of the 23 million would be paid at closing. So you start to peel it back and say, all right, uh, you know, the intent is to pay 23, but the makeup or structure of that 23 uh, would cause us to pause a little bit. Right. Uh, how much should we think about, uh, and maybe this is writing into the contract, uh, what happens to employees, what the, you know, I think about staying local, um, uh, maybe a better one is even what's my employment agreement or responsibilities after the sale as the owner. So a uh, couple of items I just threw out at you. Maybe employment agreement for the owners, uh, a good one to jump off of. Sure. Uh, in the overriding, as it relates to deal structure and terms and price and the relationship that the current owner will have going forward, potentially as an employee of the new buyer owner, I just want to be clear, Brady, all of this is negotiable. It is all negotiable. And oftentimes there's compromise, as you would imagine. Uh, However, again, with owners, they receive that letter of intent and they're either falsely excited, as my previous example on the sale price, uh, or they're disappointed and frustrated as it might relate to what their role would be going forward, perhaps not a role going forward at all. And uh, I think early on, if we, you and I and the other advisors working with the business owner, if we could have these discussions and help clarify and somewhat, as we say, visualize the putt, visualize what this thing will look like when we have success. If we do that in advance of an LOI uh, arriving, showing up, I really think it puts us in a stronger position to evaluate and determine how to negotiate those areas For example, you cited, I'm selling, what is my role with the new owner? Uh, How do I take care of my key employees when I'm no longer making the decisions on their compensation and their future? All of which can be part of the negotiation and ultimately the contract. Shocking, Rob, we are proponents for planning. Another part of planning that makes sense. Um, Yeah, how does that 23 million or as last deal we did was I think six million. How does that actually translate to the rest of their life? Um, so that's just one number minus out deal cost, uh, contingent consideration, 
taxes, um, you know, the, the structure of receiving those payments, uh, carrying on your lifestyle now with maybe no income or your income's definitely changed coming from other sources. Uh, what does that translate into your day to day? And I think we walk around with that number. I remember it was Fidelity, I think. Those people used to walk around with the, the $6 million number. What's your number? I, I don't think any of us think like that. I don't know what my day is gonna be like as I, as I leave my business. That's where the planning can help and we can really translate um, visually what your day-to-day is gonna look like and what that number is gonna allow you to do. I think as the transaction takes place and the owner looks back, I mean, truly you're, or, you're either going to feel completely satisfied or satisfied, like, okay, it wasn't perfect, but gosh, that was a nice scenario for me, for my family, for my situation going forward. Or of course, the other end of that continuum is dissatisfied or completely dissatisfied and frustrated. And the things we're talking about, Brady, now and here, uh, looking through the windshield and being prepared and having these discussions and doing the planning and the art and the science and the emotional and the financial, all of that materially increases the opportunity and the chance, of course, for that owner to feel satisfied rather than the alternative. So I, I believe strongly it's time well spent. And I cannot emphasize enough, as we're working together to make this happen, let's think about a two or three year runway at a minimum. It really uh, uh, will enhance the outcome and put you in a stronger position to say, I'm completely satisfied. And I think the number one thing we hear in feedback from business owners after a sale is, we say, how did we help? And they say, you helped me see the path. And that's what this runway does. So we're helping you see into the future. All right, that's all we have for today. Thank you again for spending some time with us. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. Again, I appreciate you driving. (laughs) Anytime. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Owner Challenge. Don't leave your business transition to chance. Your family, employees, and community will benefit from a proactive written secession and exit plan. To find out how to start, please contact Brady Marlowe and Rob Willendorf at Execso. Call 402-991-1700 or visit them online at execso.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Exexo, registered investment advisor. Exexo and Cambridge are not affiliated. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Inc. Broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC.